folks are here. Hi, I'm Chris Chang and Phillips. Hi, I'm Trevor Chow Fraser. And this is Let's Find Out, uh, a podcast that's usually about the history of Edmonton, Alberta, or Amiskwichi, Wiskaigon, on Treaty 6 territory. We take questions from curious Edmontonians about local history, and then we find out the answers together. Uh, Let's Find Out is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. And on today's episode, COVID-19. <laughs> um, I know uh, I've certainly been feeling like I need some uh, connections with people in this age of being all stuck in our houses and trying to self-isolate and keep everybody safe. Uh, so I thought it'd be nice to check in with some listeners and see how people are doing. Um, so really that's uh, what we have opened this episode up to. It's our first experiment with a call-in show. We've never done this before. Hopefully it all uh, goes smoothly logistically. <laughs> um, so uh, Trevor here is going to uh, call on you to let you know when uh, to unmute and join. Um, and really, uh, yeah, that's all we're doing today is just checking in, seeing how you're doing. Um, so uh, Trevor, who are we beaming in first? All right. Karen Unland. All right. And uh, I've got my Star Trek Next Generation transporter ready to go to let you know when you are beamed in. Um, so Karen... You're officially <laughs> beamed in. <laughs> Excellent. I hope you can hear me okay. I didn't put it, my proper uh, mic on here. It's just the whatever the laptop is doing. Yeah, you're good. So how are things? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, they're weird for everybody, right? Uh, for my personal situation is I, I, I'm working from home. I'm, I cleaned up the... Uh, office downstairs sorta it's not very clean but it's better than it was and it's really cold down here so we have a space heater that elizabeth and i share because her room is really cold and so i get up in the morning and i come down here and work and then when she wakes up she brings me the space heater so that i don't um freeze and uh i just working really hard on alberta podcast network stuff and taproot publishing stuff uh so I, I, like my, my whole calendar emptied out because there's nothing, there's no events, there's no meetings. Uh, and I thought, oh, good. <laughs> I have all this time. I can get all this done. And then we just filled it with other stuff to like respond to the pandemic and to put out communications. So Taproot, we started a COVID-19 in Edmonton microsite. And so all of, all of the time has been filled with work, which is, I guess, good. I keep seeing all these things saying, here's how you can spend your time productively, um, <laughs> as if everybody has free time, but I guess that's not that's not the reality for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's kind of two streams of thought there. One is like that, uh, the meme that's going around, like Shakespeare wrote this great play during the plague and so can you and other people saying, look, like surviving is a big enough accomplishment right now chill right the variant i saw on that was um some math teacher emailed his students saying you know isaac newton discovered most of the laws of optics um while cambridge was closed for the plague so i expect you each to discover at least one fundamental law of physics 
How are you doing? Oh, uh, well, it was a bit wild. Um, so my day job, of course, is at CJSR, the community radio station. And um, uh, we went in a matter of days from, okay, we might need to shut down the station to uh, group meetings um, to we should really like encourage people to do phone interviews to we should really like have like regular hygiene protocols of cleaning the station four times a day to okay we're closing the station down all of that happened within four days I think wow. um, and also um, uh, a co-worker of mine who um, is the program director who usually is the one that makes sure volunteers get stuff on air um, he uh, just left on like a planned leave. So two of us were already filling in for him. Um, and then, uh, then we had to pick up our laptops and learn how to do it from home. So it, I also have not really had this experience of having some free time to discover, uh, a, a new law of physics really. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, okay, I'm going to try the video again to see if it works, but yeah. I'm I'm at home. I'm wearing my um, ghost magpie pin today. I don't know if anybody here on this chat was the one that sent this to me, but someone mysterious sent me this pin to my office a little while ago, and it's really lovely. Um, it's grumpy, sort of like all magpies, <laughs> a little bit mischievous. Uh, so I'm really digging that, and yeah, I'm just trying to keep um, social, I guess, in other ways. I really love being at the radio station. Part of the reason I do stuff like this podcast and being in CJSR is just getting to talk to people all the time. Uh, so yeah, that's been uh, different, trying to find ways to do that without getting to physically touch people, board games, things. Yeah. It's it's an interest. I was listening to Canada Land this morning and how... Um, it's really hard to do broadcast media media at this time, like because you require a whole a team to do that, like more so with TV than with radio, and it's like making those jobs um, either really challenging or actually dangerous, right? We've seen like people in in broadcast newsrooms get sick and pass it on to each other. Yeah, I. Um... I think last week Finn was saying that um, Global Edmonton might be kind of well prepared for this. I don't know if it's because of like impressive developments in automation or because of like layoffs over the years, but every time I go in there, there's usually one person at the back of the room, very far away from the, the hosts, like remotely controlling the camera. So their setup is kind of like everybody's really far away. Far away, <laughs> like, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a bit of a challenge. Yeah. So, yeah, things are still kicking along for you, though. You, you're you still. Yeah, like my the nature of my work is uh, like it's just more. Um, it's some of what I do is is sell. Right. And this is not a good environment for asking people for money. So um, some of that is on hold, but some of the some of what selling is is making a good product that people will want to support uh, when the time comes again for people to have space in their brain to even think about that. So, uh, yeah, it's a, and then like our sources of income for the 
podcast network and and taproot haven't dried up like it's not like some businesses like a restaurant or something they there's just there's no more money coming in or then there's not enough money to employ everybody so we're lucky i'm lucky that my businesses aren't like that yeah yeah i've heard that last week was the most ei claims ever in canadian history yeah. in one week yeah but it's sort of it's sort of throwing into relief like it's it's making people who might not ask these questions ask like why why can't everybody have a universal basic income right why is survival tied to work uh what is school anyway (laughs) (laughs) yeah the number of things that seemed impossible or that our politicians acted as if were impossible until this week is uh yeah, yeah it's pretty interesting yeah 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 i wonder what we'll learn from this time i wonder what people afterwards will see as obvious that we learned in this period yeah well that's another interesting thing that's happening right now coming back to your history theme for let's find out is um we draw lessons from the influenza influenza pandemic of 1918 we draw lessons from the great depression uh i don't know if we're drawing the right lessons right i was talking to my mom yesterday and she was they just came back from the states they have to self-isolate she wanted to come home to hugs and she can't have them she's upset about that And she's also has lots of time to think about how worried she is for the, for the world that her grandchildren are entering into, um, which, and, and and like, she's getting quite full of despair. And I just said, like, I know it's terrible. Like there's so many bad things happening right now, but we like the depression lasted 10 years. Your mom survived that, right? It was not great. Lots of bad things happened, but somehow we have survived, right? Um, I was thinking that like the indigenous people who live on this land have had everything taken away from them, infected with all kinds of diseases that they had no no, uh, resistance to, uh have like been subject to deliberate uh attempts to eradicate them and they're still here right and so people are resilient it's not like we should invite those kinds of things to happen (laughs) but people are resilient yeah yeah it makes me wonder if we're gonna come out of this as as like a very resilient generation of people who figured out how to be very adaptable in ways that lots of other cultures and people and time periods have yeah i I mean i think we should go with like assume we will right also take the steps to make sure we will (laughs) but it's like it's not a bad working assumption to believe we will survive there's um uh sort of a family friend I know who doesn't eat leftovers at all, ever. Um, 
not from a restaurant, not from home. He won't eat leftovers. And it seems like it's a reaction to his mom who grew up during the Second World War, who had to save and ration and scrimp everything. Um, He 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 became the direction, the generation that went in totally the opposite direction. (laughs) A friend of mine um, uh, posted on Facebook too. Uh, this is a good time to journal um, because a hundred years from now, these are the <laughs> journals and diaries that people want to look back on. Yeah, make make fodder for future historians. Right now, this is they're going to be looking back on this, right? And so this that's actual um, danger though, because so much of our communication is in this very ephemeral form, right? Like all this there's so much there's more than ever but how preservable is it and what will they have to look at like maybe like make that journal on paper maybe (laughs) this feels like a perfect segue to to, um someone that i i just noticed uh logged on um (laughs) um uh i i noticed that we have edmonton's current historian laureate oh that's perfect yeah go to marlena um sorry trevor i I took over the segue there but um (laughs) this seems too perfect of a segue to pass up on um but uh in case you i i I don't feel like i introduce you quite properly uh karen unland is the president of the alberta podcast network and also runs taproot and um just a lovely human being ah thanks chris and uh i'll 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 beam you away now and thank you for (laughs) thank you for tuning in That's the uh, Star Trek Next Generation Transporter theme. <laughs> um, uh, Marlena, can you unmute yourself? Is that working? That's working. Sorry, I've never used Zoom before. So. <laughs> Yay, everybody's learning a new thing. And I'm going to try to do something that not do something my mom did yesterday when I was Skyping her, is just have my face show up on the chin. <laughs> uh, like from you know the nose down or something so there am i in the middle now hey hi chris hi karen um so or marlena sorry i'm still looking at karen's old photo um we're joined um by marlena wyman edmonton's current historian laureate for another couple weeks yeah how you doing yeah i'm doing okay how about you chris i'm doing all right yeah finding ways to amuse myself at home yep how are how are things in in your neighborhood uh things are pretty good here like we're staying home obviously and washing our hands and when we go for walks like people are really good in the neighborhood they keep their distance and you know we're close to the university farm which is nice lots of space yeah wow you've been heading all the way to the farm to get some fresh air Aww. Yeah, it's a half hour walk. We have heritage chicken. We go pick up our eggs there, right? Because we have a heritage chicken there. So part of the U of A heritage chicken program. So yeah, we go there regularly anyhow. Yeah. That's nice. Um, what are people in the neighborhood doing to kind of adapt, uh, take care of each other a little bit? Park Allen is such a great community. So um, the Park Allen Community League, there's a bunch of volunteers there. They contacted us and said, um, 
that they're contacting all seniors to see if they need any help getting groceries or errands or shoveling, which I thought that is so sweet. That is so great. And then I thought, oh wait, that means I'm a senior, <laughs> 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 which has its benefits. Tom, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, did that realization come with saying yes to some of that help? No, we, we've been okay. We've been able to manage on our own, but it's just nice to know it's there. Yeah, nice to know. It's a really supportive community. Yeah. How about you? Uh, our neighborhood, um, I, I, the main thing I've noticed is that they're, they're organizing sort of window art. Um, oh, nice. So uh, we put up some of the things that they've suggested so that kids who are walking by have something to look for while they're kind of trapped in cabin fever land. Um, nice. Yeah. I think art is saving us, you know, saving our sanity anyway. I personally have never felt this productive in the past. Uh, this is the first time in like a year that I felt this like artistically productive, maybe just as a way to sort of work off some of this energy. Yeah, me too. It's really given me a kickstart. And I've been working um, on the daily sketches with Emily Chu. She has an online sketching club. Yeah, so that's been great. She gives us um, prompts every day. We can interpret however we like and then post them. So that's yeah. Cool. For folks who haven't heard of this, uh, it's called uh, Stay Home and Draw Yeg. And, yes. Uh, um, can you uh, tell us about some of the prompts that she's been giving out? Yeah. Um, uh, yesterday's was Look Down. So I was in my studio and I have a beautiful um, uh, hooked rug in my studio. So I just sketched part of that. Oh, but my favorite, actually, I can show you right now. The, the one before was uh, Childhood Nostalgia. So just hang on. I'm going to grab this teddy bear. And before I, I show them to you, um, this is a teddy bear my, my maternal grandmother made, and there's just something wrong with it. See what you think. Huh. The eyes are... Hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like this. I mean, I love Emma, but there's just something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't quite work out. <laughs> the the highlights are coming from different directions isn't that it uh trevor just chimed in with his theory on why it looks a little off uh trevor can you say it again uh because there's like corners of the eyes that are supposed to be where the like highlights are like the reflection yeah. but they're coming from different directions yeah so it's like it's, it's looking it's staring into two different suns or something i don't know yeah i think you're right <laughs> <laughs> so that's a bit of history from my childhood, but we, before we get too far off <clears throat> history, if I may be so bold, I have been doing, of course, some research too. I just think there are a lot of similarities between World War II and what we're experiencing right now. Hmm. And so I've gone to wartimecanada.ca and found their Blackout for Your Home booklet. And I have gone through, and, and I'll just read a few um, a few phrases here. If you insert the words staying home and washing your hands instead of blackout and insert the word coronavirus instead of enemy. So I'll read some here. <clears throat> blackout for your home. So instead of blackout, staying home and washing your hands is perhaps the most useful weapon of passive defense available to the whole civilian population. Staying home and washing your hands is a preventive measure and prevention is always better than the cure. 
effect of staying home and washing your hands is not only an obstacle to the enemy, and we're, we're going to call the enemy coronavirus, it also assists the uh, forces in dealing with the coronavirus. And in addition, it affords a marked degree of protection to those who live and work in those areas. Uh, effective washing hands and staying home depends on mainly two things, a complete understanding of its purpose and how it can be accomplished, and a wholehearted public-spirited cooperation on the part of every individual in the community. And another one down here um, that I found that I thought was interesting is if you use, insert the words toilet paper, hand sanitizer, and face masks instead of material for blackout. It is neither wise nor necessary for you to rush out and buy a lot of new toilet paper, hand sanitizer, and face masks um, on hand. Oh, for your, for your washing hands and staying home if you have material on hand that can be adapted for the purpose. Not only will it be expensive to go out and purchase this, but the looms and machinery that it takes to produce the material, to say nothing of the material itself, are needed for our war effort. So I'm gonna put some, there's more, I'm gonna put some of this on the Historian Laureate Facebook page and, and on my own Facebook page, because I think, you know, we, some of us are thinking, Oh, it's so hard to stay home. And you've probably seen some of the, the things on Facebook out there saying, you know, our grandparents um, served in the, in the Second World War and they died and they sacrificed and they were injured and, and we're being asked to stay home. We can do this. <laughs> like, it's just not that tough. For us, it might be measured in weeks. Second World War was six years, you know, so. Did people, how many people knew how long it would stretch on, do you think, at the beginning of the Second World War? Like, how many people thought, like, like some of us are thinking, oh, yeah, th we'll have this kicked in a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah, they thought it would be over pretty quick. They really did. And, and um, I, I mean, obviously, well, hopefully this is not going on for six years, but it could go on for a few months. But we could get it over quicker if we did the right things. Yeah. Yeah. This episode of Let's Find Out is brought to you by the Edmonton Community Foundation. The Edmonton Community Foundation acts as a bridge between donors and charities to create a strong, vibrant community for generations to come. They also help conduct Vital Signs, which is an annual checkup in partnership with the Edmonton Social Planning Council to measure how the community is doing. This year's focus is on arts, philanthropy, green spaces, and sports and recreation. You can learn more at ecfoundation.org. This episode of Let's Find Out is also brought to you by The Loop, a new podcast from CBC Edmonton. Host Tara McCarthy of Empton AM takes you behind the scenes every week, and she shares the kind of details that don't make it into a typical radio or TV story. There's always more to the story and more to learn about the city, and that's what The Loop is for. You can find The Loop on the CBC Listen app or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find it online at cbc.ca slash Edmonton.
uh, Trevor, this might be a good time. Uh, do you want to uh, introduce any of the stuff that's happening in the chat? Sure, yeah. Um, so we have on the chat uh, a woman named Jaya. And uh, unfortunately, she doesn't have a microphone. But she's been uh, sending me some things to share. So uh, Jaya says that um, I have not been sleeping. I have had a very difficult month in February and in trauma recovery and not working. So in some ways, this has come when I was better prepared. Because uh, through adversity, we find strength if supported and mental health supports are dire if living alone. Mm. Um, she is getting mental health support, which is fantastic from our therapeutic mentor at the ATP. Mm. Um, and actually she says, uh, I am wide awake wondering how far this will go, but inspired to share. Uh, I am posting lots on LinkedIn and Twitter and in touch with the present and it's a distraction from thinking about the future as I will be 65 this summer, which is fantastic. Mm. Happy impending birthday, Jaya. <laughs> <laughs> Um, she says, I want to share the rest of my years to simply flow organically, have fun, enjoy, travel, be with family and friends, be grateful for surviving cancer, and now leave the world of professional work, which is the great thing about being 65. <laughs> uh, and yeah, she's uh, shared some photos of her when she first came to Canada and was a pro working professionally and, and some more current photos. So I'll share that with the group. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. And then... Uh, we've also got Alan, who's been waiting in the wings. Uh, so I think if Alan, if you want to jump in, now would be the time. <laughs> Hello. Can anyone hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Good. I'm theoretically working right now. So I put the app on my phone. So I've never used it from this. But yeah. So how's it going? Good, good. This is exciting. Uh, like Marlena, Al we have Alan Farrell, a returning guest from Let's Find Out. Um, so Yeah, it was like May of last year that we went to find out about gold in the river, I think. In the spring. <laughs> I can't remember what episode it is, but it's called the... Trevor, you named this one. What's it called? The Dredge Report. <laughs> yes. I don't know if I can claim that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, uh, how are things? Um, they've been weird. In a like in a like I my natural tendency is to spend all day inside on the computer anyways, and I have to make myself go out and be social, so it's sort of like people keep checking in like I'm supposed to be going crazy. And I'm like, actually, this is fine. This isn't that different from my normal everyday life of sitting around reading books, <laughs> watching <laughs> anime, and not talking to people. So <laughs> what what uh, tips might you have for the rest of us to whom this is a bit new? Um, like, I think that this people have said this um, all over the internet, but like having your own hobbies that you do by yourself is worthwhile like I spend a lot of time like making origami or practicing juggling and that kind of stuff uh, or reading tons of reading <laughs> um, there's also resources online for doing things you might otherwise think you have to do in person like playing Dungeons and Dragons or Shadowrun if you're a super nerd like me um, 
normally you play those tabletop facing people, but there are websites like Roll20 where you can play the same game and role play with your friends, but using like a voice chat feature instead. So you don't actually have to go outside ever. It's great. <laughs> I've noticed my neighbors have started, I live in an apartment building and my neighbors in my building and across the alley have all started like setting up their balconies because even though it's a little bit cold outside, they're like, yeah, whatever, I need to go outside sometime. And so they just bundle up and go sit in their chairs. Maybe this will be the era in which Edmonton gets like a porch culture and a balcony culture. Yeah. Uh, one of my neighbors, to, uh, I guess to my north side, has been practicing the guitar. So I'm hoping that when it gets nicer out, then maybe there'll be some music in the neighborhood. We can channel our inner Italy and fling open the windows and start singing or something. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I've heard that in Vancouver at the time of the night when there's like the shift change for staff at the hospitals, people have been going outside and like giving a round of applause and like banging pots and stuff. That's cool. <laughs> I've also seen um, some people uh, getting the same board game as friends and then they they each like play with their own set of code names at their house, but they do it together over video chat. Yeah, you could probably play cards like you could over video chat too. and. Uh, my friend Lisa, who's only like two floors above me, um, <laughs> social distancing can be weird. Um, <laughs> we're planning on having lunch through while well, video chatting today. So we'll each sit at our own like kitchen tables and eat lunch and chat. <laughs> <laughs> Last weekend, we did our responsible social distancing picnic where we went to the gazebo at Grant Notley Park yeah. and brought our own food and sat more than two meters apart from each other. <laughs> <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, it, every little bit kind of matters of, of doing our part like that to, yeah. Um, yeah. Any other tips for folks who are a bit new to muddling through the, the period of being inside? I think if you're working from home, it's important to have a separate space that you go to. That's not where all your other stuff is. Like I have a working from home desk with my work computer and work spreadsheets. And then I have my own desk with my own computer and my own stuff. So when I'm done with work, I can just turn it off and walk away. Because otherwise the tendency, at least for me, is to just kind of keep going forever because I don't have to drive home. So just keep working. But do you, yeah. um, do you simulate a commute from one side of the apartment to the other? Not yet. <laughs> that might be a sign that I'm finally losing it. <laughs> but. I know like I've heard from other people that they make a point of having their work from home space be in a different room that they don't otherwise go in like a spare bedroom or something. So then when they're not working, they leave the room and close the door and it's like, it's like commuting. They've left, but my desk is just on the other side of my living room. So I can outside of the living room part of my living room, but right next to the window so I can get some sunlight. Nice. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, Trevor, anything you want to add or chime in with here? Yeah, I, I think I, I can connect a lot with what Alan's been talking about because um, I live in a house uh, with a four-year-old, my partner, my sister, uh, and then another roommate, Jason. So um, we're all at home and our, our whole living situation was kind of predicated on the fact that we all had offices. 
so that we could fit, like we could fit all of us into this house as long as it was only for social reasons. And now we have to find space for all of us to be working. And uh, it's been kind of a, it's been crazy. Last week was crazy. Uh, just trying to make space for all of us. Um, and, uh, but yeah, like I feel like I'm connecting more with people in some ways because like it feels like we have more obligation to like chat with friends and family across the world. Um, and we've been like a group of my friends have been using Netflix party to uh, watch the Jumanji movies together. <laughs> uh, I don't know why Jumanji was chosen, but uh, the new ones with The Rock and Jack Black and Karen Gillan are great. <laughs> um, yeah, so so yeah, like it's been, and we also like we've been playing board games online with family. Um, last week we played Pandemic a lot. <laughs> is a board game about saving the world from uh four pandemics simultaneously so, you know in real life we only have to handle one pandemic are you playing regular pandemic or pandemic legacy we've been continuing the pandemic legacy campaign which you and i started chris okay um, because what i was thinking ago, four years ago <laughs> we didn't ever finish that one and also i remember when we played it it seemed like a uh, shockingly improbable failure that we had sort of gotten to the stage where we had just like abandoned entire cities. Yeah, so improbable. <laughs> uh, pandemic Legacy is a great game, though, if anyone else wants to try it out. And I know that there's a Pandemic online, like a virtual desktop uh, version. So you can play it with friends online. Yeah. The one thing I don't uh, relate to is being very creative because it feels like every day is just a struggle to uh, get a little bit of work done while like keeping a four-year-old entertained. <clears throat> so. Can I interject? <laughs> yes. We're back with um, Marlena. If you, go, if you go on Facebook, there is a group called Creativity Under Quarantine. And they have tons of things, not just for uh, adults, but for kids too. You can search under children. And some of these are tutorials. So you don't have to look at it first and then interpret it. You just like figure out what supplies you need and, and uh, they'll teach the kids. Yeah, so it's really cool free, of course, because art is like really helping us out right now for free. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Um... I, I would say that's totally reasonable also to feel like just surviving is a priority that um, seems like a good priority in a pandemic. It is. It is. I, I was very interested in the discussion uh, like maybe two weeks ago about like why schools hadn't closed. And because um, there was a lot of there's like petitions going around from U of A students being like close everything down. Uh, but then if you looked in like uh, if you if you if you read into it and then and like on Vox or whatever, uh, there was a lot of discussion about, <clears throat> you know, what what are you what are you going to do with all these parents who then have kids at home and what are you going to do with kids who need uh, meals from their schools, and like it's not a, it's not an easy solution to just get rid of, you know, this huge pillar. This school is a pillar institution in our society, 
if you just close it down, then there's like all these ripple effects. And uh, I'm definitely feeling that now. I remember when I was thinking of having kids, I was like, yeah, I could be a stay at home dad. I'll just like do my web 2.0 thing and like have a kid on the side. I was like, now I'm like, this is totally impossible. <laughs> I was a fool. <laughs> and it's only been a week. <laughs> Isn't there like a, a hole in the backyard that you could get um, Elliot to go work on digging or something? Hole to China? Yeah. Uh, well, actually, you know, when it snowed on Tuesday, that was a godsend because we just shoveled. Amazing. Just shoveled. <laughs> it was great. Shoveled the whole damn walk, like the whole block. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, if you want to share, if you want to share some more comments from Jaya, I messaged you some. Yeah. Um, so Jaya uh, sent uh, transitioning into retirement has proven to be quite the process, but. Onwards, the journey continues with fortitude and gratitude. I'm grateful for the journeying of almost 65 years starting off in Nairobi for first 12 years, born to parents who settled in Nairobi from India. Father left, mothers and sisters behind, and traveled every seven years to India where three of my sisters were born, seven years apart. He sadly died at only 39 years and sacrificed much to save female honor as per cultural code and paved the path for my freedom-loving soul's journey. Gratitude. Um... Born in Nairobi to Luton, Guildford, Reading in England, then Edmonton, then back to England, then Luton in Oxford, uh, back to Edmonton, then out of the blue for three years in Athens, Georgia, USA, my last teaching position, followed by back to Edmonton for the last 13 years, of which six years at the Youth Center working with Street Involved. And uh, for those of you who haven't met Jay Ochoan before, this is, uh, I, I think this is about the point where uh, Jay and I met, is um, we met through a uh, um, shareable neighborhood, a little community group. Um, that I was involved in here in Old Strathcona, which has since folded. But um, yeah, Jaya was um, doing some cool work with at-risk youth, and uh, we ended up teaming up on that. So it's nice to be able to talk to you again, Jaya. Hey. Yeah, and the the transporter has completely fallen apart. I think you're all just standing on the transporter pad, um, <laughs> which is, you know, it's great. It's giving uh, Chief O'Brien something to focus on, I guess. Uh, this is the most boring job on the Enterprise, I think, is, is usually being on the transporter pad. He just sits there and waits to press the buttons. Until something goes horribly wrong, and then it's like the most interesting job on the Enterprise. True, true, totally. Um, who knows, you might beam someone in from the mirror universe. <laughs> that's happened multiple times. Um, yeah. <laughs> this actually, this... Uh, this toy, the reason I have this out is because I'm also in the stay at home and draw thing that Marlena mentioned. And one of the challenges was childhood nostalgia and um, found this in a box downstairs. So we uh, pulled out the old corroded C batteries, uh, the, the three C cells that were there that said they were best used before the year 2000. Um, distant future. <laughs> yeah, distant future. Are you from the mirror universe? Uh, I actually, I traveled over from the mirror universe early. That's why I grew the, that's why I have the goatee uh, in case I, that wasn't obvious to anybody. Also, I've touched my face like five times during this, um, call, which, uh, 
<laughs> I'm gonna go wash my hands after this. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, the best thing I've seen come out of this crisis was a post about um, memes that are no longer memes that need to be canceled in the age of coronavirus. Go on. And it's like the Captain Picard like face palm, like, <laughs> like just like no touching your face. I don't care how evocative and emotionally resonant this meme is. And then this one, the crying. Yeah. <laughs> we need a whole new set of emojis. <laughs> um, uh, and just a little bit back, also in the chat, uh, Karen Unland had shared a piece from Jen Gerson and McLean's kind of related to the wartime analogy that um, Marlena was talking about, so we can post that in the links for the episode as well. There's another wartime thing that um, if you're looking for something to watch, <clears throat> excuse me, this is on YouTube and it's uh, originally made by BBC, I think like, I don't know, five or 10 years ago, called Wartime Farm. And it is fascinating. It's an eight part episode uh, series and it uh, it's historians and archaeologists who are it's sort of part half part drama and part um, explaining what happened and what went on at the time and they've sort of taken over a a farm in um in britain and are doing everything the way that it would have been done at the time so plowing up fields because uh, crops needed to be uh way more crops needed to be sown and if they had to make something like a plow all of that was being used for the war, all steel and things were being used for the war effort. So they had to go scrounge around and they would find someone who still knows how to do blacksmithing and they'd make their own tools. And like, it's really amazing and, and about rationing and it's it's just, and it's beautiful landscape there. So it's 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 um, visually beautiful and really fascinating. It's called Wartime Farm. You can look at it on YouTube. Wartime Farm. Do you mind adding that to the chat and we can like yeah, that too. That. yeah and um oh you mean like right now because i don't know how to do that <laughs> oh there's at the bottom of your screen there'll be a little chat bubble if you click it a side window will open up um that has a chat one would think so but hmm at some point you'll get it <laughs> and and by the way uh this is a great way to connect these. There's all kinds of platforms for doing this, right? I also did one on house party with my um, two sisters, uh, my cousin and my niece, and we had a happy hour uh, the other day. And what we did was we um, got all of the booze out of our cupboards that's been sitting there for years <laughs> and sort of tried to decide what we could drink. And I have a bottle of Bailey's there that I have absolutely no idea how old it is. Oh no. Yeah, so I just opened it up and I said, well, let's see what it's like. And I went like this and like nothing came out. So I took a chopstick and kind of stirred it around a bit and it just came out a big glob. Uh. <laughs> so Bailey's doesn't last forever. Gelatinous <laughs> Bailey's. One way to clean out your liquor cabinet. <laughs> Figure out, you can't drink anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, Marlena, there was one more thing I wanted to ask you while we have you. All right. What do you think is going to happen with the new laureate? Like, are we going to do... Uh... Yeah, well, everything's just on hold for now with the city. Like, I've been getting all kinds of, like, so far as my position goes right now, there's all my talks were canceled, all the meetings were canceled. I'm still getting a few uh, questions on the email here and there, but not very many. And my feeling, I mean, I haven't been told anything, but my feeling is it'll just be held off until things normalize. So, yeah, we shall see. All right. Um, well, let's keep in touch. And uh, thanks for joining everybody. Um, we'll share the links and stuff that people have chimed in with. Um, thanks for all standing patiently on the transporter pad. Is that um, conceit totally fill apart? Uh, yeah, uh, we'll post this episode, uh, soon and, um, yeah, we might try this again, um, maybe with some sort of theme and, uh, uh, for everybody, I, uh, didn't really remember to write down end credits here. So, uh, go to our website, let's find out podcast. If you want to learn more about our show, uh, you can email us at chris at let's find out podcast. Today's episode was by me, Chris, and also me, Trevor Chow Fraser. Your sometime producer, co-producer. Yeah. <laughs> um, thanks, everybody, for uh, joining in. And uh, until next time, whenever that is, keep your questions coming. <laughs> Talk to you all soon. Thanks, everyone. See ya. Nice chatting with you. Nice seeing you. battery.